Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. You said just talk. Apparently, Zach is on crack. Cocaine. Cocaine. It's the white man's drug. It's a hell of a drug. So, Tim, mm-hmm. speaking of cocaine, you were on white sandy beaches. I sure was. So. I spent a week in- Did you see the wall when you flew over? You were like, ah. That's just the thing. I flew over. So what the fuck is a wall going to do? But did you see it? No. They're just, like building it with like just like everything and else stuff? That, just like everything else he built, it was tiny. Oh, I gotcha. See it. Never mind. No, I didn't see a wall. And so Tim know, went to Jamaica, if you can't tell. I went to Cancun. Um, Which is part of what great so country? Mexico. Where they make awesome... Tequila. Tequila and free food and free drinks. I didn't have a burrito the whole time I was there. What? I didn't have a burrito the whole time I was there. We stayed at an all-inclusive resort. and They didn't offer you burritos? If I'd probably looked, I probably could have got one, but they had like an Italian restaurant. Did they have a Mexican place? No. What? No. What? No, seriously, like the Mexican place at our honeymoon resort was like my favorite place to eat. That's cool. They didn't have one there? Seriously, no. Wow. They had, That's really weird. They had a Mexican night at the Marketplace Cafe one, one time. Okay. But they had a steakhouse. They had an amazing cut of ribeye. Huh. Um, it was so good. I came back another night and ordered it again. That's awesome. I got a slightly less um, good cut. It's just like luck of the draw. Like the yeah. Ribeye, you can get some, sometimes some gristle in the middle and stuff. Yeah. My first one was just amazing. Like the fat was marbled into the meat perfectly. Oh, wow. So good. Um, so, yeah. There was dining every night. Um for the dinners, we actually had to put on. I had to put on a collar instead of a t-shirt. Whatever, it was worth it because the food was so good. Now, was it all you can eat, like whenever you want and stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. I need to hit the gym um, now, thanks to that, which we'll get to later. Okay. Um, but the food was amazing. Like you could order room service any time of the day. Uh, we did have a breakfast in our room. Uh, nice. We went for our anniversary. I should back up. Nice. Our twentieth anniversary. We so we've been planning for this trip for. Well over a year, I've been paying for it for about half of a year. It was not cheap. No. But it was worth it. Like, um, my wife cried when we, when we had to leave because she was like, this is the best experience I've ever had. I don't want to go You're home. You're like, fuck. Yeah. So like, I think, how am I going to top this? I don't know if we'll top it. Um, but but I, think, I think all-inclusive resorts will be something we do in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, when we went on our honeymoon, we did a, a cruise. And, like, some people get into cruises and they do it, like, every year or yeah, twice a year. That's what my uncle is. It's just not my thing. I didn't hate it, but um, like inclusive resorts, all inclusive are nice. resorts where it's at. 
we didn't do anything. Like we, like a lot of people go on side trips, go snorkeling or go see the the ruins or other side trips do. Um, go see the wall. Right. Sure. Anything like that. <laughs> I left the property one time to walk across the street to go to the pharmacy. Tim, you want to explain why you had to go to the pharmacy? Um. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I will say... You have to go get cocaine, people. Ladies I, and gentlemen. I will say that we did have to buy some sunscreen-type materials at one point. Okay. I got a huge burn on my stomach. I thought I was covered up while I was reading. Yeah. It turns out my T-shirt had hiked up just a Ooh, tiny little bit. I hate that. Like, when you, like, stretch so or something. Right, and... right at my belt line had this crescent of just... Oh. It blistered. It was bad. It looked really bad when I picked up from the airport. You it was probably day. exposed for at least two hours, and I can burn in 20 minutes. I have burned in 20 minutes, so... You did burn in 20 minutes. Right. And then I... You died in two hours. Right. I should have burst into flames, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, Just that one spot, though. Yep. Yeah. Or it was um, exposed to the sun, but... Um, like I said, we never left the resort. We read a lot of books, which we'll get to later. Um, we sat by the pool, got all the margaritas we could drink. That's awesome. It's That alone is amazing, where you can literally get... Free drinks! All day. All night. And we go me back a drink, Jose! Jose, Jose, bring me a drink. And when you're too drunk to order from the bartender, you go back to your room where there's a loaded mini bar with alcohol there. Oh, that's cool. See, ours didn't have a loaded mini bar. We had a fridge with uh, five coronitas, and then we had a side bar with about um, three or four mini bottles of booze. Holy shit, ours didn't have that. Like, if you drank all the alcohol that was in your room, you'd be drunk. Did they just bring you more the next day? They bring you more, yeah. We never actually used all of it in the room. Um, but I cracked several cornitas because you can literally drink those in two gulps. What the hell is cornita? Cornita, cornita. It's a Corona in a tiny bottle. Oh. It's like they're so cute. Okay. Like they're yeah, yeah. literally two gulps. Okay. Like you crack it, gulp, gulp. Okay. Give Next one. Crack. That's cool. Like you go through like. A so did yours have like a bunch of Mexican beer available, or like because like the one that we went to? Oh, there's the only Dosakis. Period. I think they had Takata as well. Um, but it was mostly Corona. And they had Corona in the cans, like Red Bull cans. That was kind of weird. Weird, because ours was only on tap. You could only get beer on tap there. Mm. And you could only get Dos Equis because apparently Cancun is the home of Dos Equis and our resort would not sell you Corona or Pacifico. Had, I, literally several times we were by the pool, we saw pallets of these Corona cans coming by. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's and crazy. They went through a lot of those. Huh. I only had a couple of cornitas. I didn't actually... When I was out um, at the bars... Get another shit. Right. I'm going to have... You know, get You're going nice, to get the fancy shit. We both ended up liking this one stupid drink a lot called the Miami Vice, which is like... A, oh, yeah. Those are good. A pina, half pina colada and then half um, strawberry daiquiri. Yeah, they're fucking delicious. Yeah, it's like a smoothie like, yeah. from your childhood, but booze. Exactly. They're good. So good. Had a lot of those. A lot of Cadillac margaritas. What the hell is a Cadillac margarita? It's a slightly better um, tequila, and then it's got a float of Grand Marnier, which is an orange flavor liqueur on top. Okay. Makes it nice and smooth. Nice. It just tastes a little bit better, a little smoother. That's cool. And, you know, it's free. It's yeah. Well, to get standard if, exactly. I get, if I can get Cadillac. Yeah, no shit. I think they use Tornitos. Um, it depends Locked where you go. Yeah. Tequila. Or tequila, something. Actually, it was weird. There were, the vodka was the one alcohol that they didn't put in our room. They, and we asked for it. Like, sorry, we don't have many bottles of that. So we had a butler because we got a room upgrade. We mm-hmm. paid an extra $100 a night to go up to the 25th floor. And at that level, you get a butler. So you step out of your room and say, hey, I can use some more ice. No problem. I'll be right back. They go get the ice for you. Like, whatever you want. They just go get it for you. Like, it's even better than room service because they're, like, right there. 
You just tell them what you need. This shows me like fresh Prince of Bill Air. It was awesome. Like, I don't know if I could actually live this way all the time because I would just be like this fat, lazy. Dude, I could totally live like this. It was great for a week, though. I mean, I could. I but mean, back to the vodka. They didn't have uh, mini bottles of vodka, so we just took a glass from our room and filled it with vodka. No way. Yeah, like the you know sixteen ounces. Yeah, or yeah. Just, here you go. Put some uh, uh, saran wrap on the tongue. Here's your here's some vodka. Just went, <laughs> just went to the nearest, nearest bar and just went. Blah, 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 blah. Here you go. And I, the I thought, bartender's like, "Is he Russian? What the hell is going on?" I don't know, but I. I kind of wonder if I could have asked for, like, a premium scotch or bourbon. I didn't try it, but... What the hell, Tim? Because I already had so much alcohol, it'd be like... I don't know. Can't take it with me. Oh, you don't need to worry about taking it with you? I'm saying that having alcohol was not a problem. I had a good time. I'm sure you did. It It looked like you guys had a lot of fun. Yes. You and your wife were very happy when you came back. Yes, we were. We were so chill. Yeah. So chill. Um, it was probably our best vacation. That's awesome. Um, we've had some other great ones too, but most of our vacations have been like go go go, see this, see that. This one we just sat is, and did nothing. Do you think that this is something like when your youngest is like in his middle to late teens, your oldest would be like, a, like maybe like first you're going off to college? Is this something that you guys would do again with them? You think? That's the cool thing. Is this uh, chain of resorts has different. Styles of yeah, locations. so they have adult only and children. Allowed. Well, this is one of their two adult only's. They have okay. a slightly wilder version of adult only that you didn't go to, or you didn't did? go. This was the quiet version for adults. Okay, they have a crazier one. It's more about partying and other Tops things. Tops and sex, pretty much. Um, just craziness by the pool, and then there's a family one. Okay, well, this is awesome though because they have a kids activity director. So and you just drop the kids and go. Who kind of like. You're like, hey, Jose, come here, Jose, yeah, Jose, come we're here. We're going to be by the pool getting drunk. You guys go play yeah. Parcheesi or whatever. Our daughter is honestly old enough. She would probably hang out with us by the pool, too, and read as well. Yeah. But there'd be something for my son to do so he wouldn't be bored. So, yeah, I, I definitely see us doing this again because it was so good. That's awesome. It was really good. That's really cool. Another thought, but I'm going to quit. No, no keep going, dude. I'm going to quit bragging about how awesome Just keep it. going. No, no, no. No, just keep going. I got One more. One more. One more. One more. Okay, so on our anniversary day, okay, um, we got the breakfast in bed yep. with a free bottle of champagne. Um, By the way, he could have asked for champagne any fucking day. It was just no, happened to be his anniversary. Wine was one of the things that was sort of excluded. What? You could get... Um, like a cheap red or something? A cheap red at the bar, but you couldn't bring back a bottle of the red. You got one bottle at check-in. And gotcha. if, you if you didn't like red, you could swap it for white, or you could swap it for champagne. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get one free bottle. But you couldn't actually just have, like, as a mini bar, gotcha. a bottle. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually a, an extra thing. Okay. So we had a nice breakfast wheeled in. Um, and then... Now, did you know you were getting this? Yes. Okay. Um, and then when we Because there were some things they surprised you with. That's what I'm getting to. Okay. So after that, we went, you know, red and everything. We went out to dinner, and then when we came back, the room was full of balloons, and they wrote us a really handwritten nice card, like a yeah. whole page, like, you know, this is... Happy Gra- anniversary, congratulations. congratulations. 20 years is a long time, blah, blah, yeah. blah. They actually wrote it, and there was a plate of chocolate-dipped strawberries, and the oh, chef had written shit. in chocolate, you know, happy 20th anniversary. Yeah. And it was just really cool. That's really cool. It was nice. And the butler was very friendly. He remembered our names. I got to know what we wanted. Yeah. Like, was definitely paying attention. There was one at night, one in the morning. So, did you tip your butler after you left? Of course, yeah. 
So what did you guys figure out I don't was know, appropriate? I don't know to- what the appropriate was. We didn't bother them a lot. Like, if I was asking... I would ask for, like, maybe one thing a day, like ice. Uh-huh. If we were using them a lot more, I probably would have left more. Um, but we left them $20 each. Okay. That's not I, bad. I felt for the level of what I asked of them, uh-huh. that was appropriate. Because they also waited on other rooms. Let's get that right. This guy didn't just right. live but outside if, your door. If I door. was asking for something, like, every hour or whatever, yeah, yeah. I would do more. But oh, yeah. um, you didn't really have to tip if you didn't want to. I know, They yeah. say it's included, but... I would always leave like five bucks with a meal, and I'd try to leave a dollar every round. Yeah, of things. I mean it's kind of like a cruise. You kind of know. Well, that cruises they... will tell you up front you need to tip this much to this person and this much to this person. No. The one I went to at least. Oh really? Because all the ones I've ever been on, which I've been on like three of them, they don't tell you to tip anybody. You can, but they fucking so we log like... all that stuff back to your room and then tip, add tips on for you after it. Gotcha. Yeah. So I brought a bunch of ones. I think. We spent about 40 to 50 ones just for all these rounds of drinks. Nice. And then whatever, $5 per dinner. Yeah. Stuff like that. So we tipped a fair amount, but yeah. not a lot less than going out to dinner here, oh, where I would actually calculate the price of the meal, because, God, I wouldn't want to see the price of some of the meals. No, 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 you don't want to see that. Appetizers, desserts, entrees. That's not part of the all-exclusive experience. I know, I'm just saying, yeah. if we were to add it up, I don't think we had a dinner that was less than... 80 or 90 dollars yeah exactly so that's awesome mm-hmm. well congrats on that man congratulations on 20 years thank you yep I did want to balance out all that goodness with um, a bit of tragedy so like I said gained a lot of weight <laughs> all that delicious food and beverage yes wanted to hit the gym okay get back to my trim fighting you nailed gym. it so the first workout was uh, Monday President's Day and they whenever there's a holiday they always like bring out these like killer workouts this one's called the filthy 50 which you do 50 reps of all these different things we have more than 50 presents it should have been like the filthy 45 presents oh that's true never mind it's just called 50 states i don't know i don't know why 50 but anyway you do 50 this and 50 that i'm gonna go through all of them yeah but i'll do the two that are important so i was doing 50 um knees to elbows you're hanging from the bar okay and try to bring your knees up to your elbows elbows. yeah gotcha so what you, you're working your abs, of course, but actually what was actually getting to me was my grip. Hmm. Like, holding on mm-hmm. to the bar for 50 reps. So, like, I was having yeah, trouble yeah, holding Yeah, holding on. yourself up there. So I went straight from that to push presses, where um, you just... This was just with an empty bar, which is uh-huh. 40, 45 pounds still. It's still... And you, you know... Yeah, up over your head. And then down, and then up, and then down, and up, and then down. So I did, like, I don't know, I think 15 for my first set, and I was going to set the bar down to uh-huh. rest for a little bit. And because my grip, my grip was uh, weakened because weakened, of the my right hand, it slipped out of my right hand <gasps> and crushed my foot. Oh, is that what happened to your toes? I Holy a, fuck! I dropped a forty-five pound weight directly onto my foot. Holy shit! Hurt like a son of a bitch. Did you break anything? I don't think so. So I was like, oh shit, oh shit, walking around. That my coach is like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I was in pain. Now, is this the first CrossFit injury for you? Oh, no. God, no. Okay. I can show you a scar on my leg from a box jump I missed. Like, I've bled multiple times. Um, yeah, that's the one thing about CrossFit people. You guys are freaks. Whatever. Um, I've never dropped a weight before, though. Yeah. Like, it, it was a grip thing. Yeah. I'm glad there was someone in front of me. I would have been... I couldn't forget myself if I if like it hit, hit somebody. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I finally calmed down and looked at it, and it 
like you could almost see it turning colors. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. bright red, then dark red, and then purple. It got to almost black. And this is in the course of about a minute and a half. Like you could just uh. see it changing colors. So he got some ice for me, and I elevated it. Workout's still going on. I'm like, damn it, I want to finish this thing. But like, so I rested for a little bit. Then I tried to do some more. I, I was doing the push presses seated yeah. with my leg up. So oh, like, kind of get your leg above your heart. Right. Yeah. And then after that was wall balls where you're squatting and throwing a 20-pound weight about eight feet up or whatever. Oh, shit. Nine feet, maybe. I thought you hit it against the wall and bounced back. And No, you just, well, you can't use a wall. We use a lot. We call lollipops. Okay. Um, anyway, so I was trying to do that, but standing and squatting was making my leg yeah. my, my Swell. Foot pulse. So I was going really slow on that. I almost gave up then, but then I went through like four more things. The hardest was jump rope. No shit, dumbass. <laughs> That's what the last thing was. So you just I, hop on one foot? I tried that. I got about 16 out of that, but... And then you just step over it? No, <laughs> I did it. I just worked through the pain. So after that, I still had to work at 4 o'clock. So I spent seven hours on my feet where I could barely f- fit my feet into my work shoes, where every step was pain, but I got through it. So, yeah. That's my story to balance out all the luxury and decadence. Jesus freaking Christ, Tim. And you saw my foot now. Yeah, your foot is black. Well, the, it's, the toes are black. Which isn't where the bar hit. That's just where the blood's pulling. The bar actually hit on the upper part of my yeah. foot, like right where the leg joins, the, yeah. the broad, flat yeah. part. But the blood's pulling by my toes. Yeah, that, that's the color of the whole top of my foot was right in the shoe. Yeah. But the ice actually brought it down, which was kind of cool. That's really cool. So, yeah. I, that's my week. That's insane. Holy shit. What about, uh, I mean, you talked a lot about reading while you are at the pool. I did, but I want to hear a little about it. I re- I'll, I'll say this briefly and I'll go, come around back to it later. I read more on this trip than I have all of 2016. Okay. I read five books. Holy crap. So, um, I, I want to go over them really quick, um, but I thought maybe I'd let you talk about your week, and then All right. I'll talk about my books right before I talk about what games I've been playing. Okay. Just, I've been talking for a while. Okay. Um, so, this week I spent, well, first off, we had my wife's uh, biological father and uh, his friend, girlfriend, fiance thing came into town. We saw them for one night. They came down to meet my son. Um, and then her mother came into town to meet my son. Um, yeah, that's about all I'm going to say about that part of it. I did a shit ton of yard debris. Um, yard work. So there was a debris or? Well, yeah, I ripped out a ton of stuff on my backyard. I spent like six hours and then pouring down rain on, what was that, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Pulling stuff out of my backyard. Um, so, you know my backyard, and it like, kind of goes up like to the top of like a little bit of a hill. There's a bunch of land cover. Mm-hmm. There was like vines and stuff that were all green and shit. Ground cover? Yeah, ground cover. I ripped that all out over the weekend. 100%. So, I spent like, like I said, five or six hours out there. So, is pouring your, yard, down rain. Is your yard debris, like how are you handling all that? Yard debris bins. Well, didn't it overload it? I got two of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at you. I know. I pay for two yard debris bins now. Good grief. Yep. And I have a third one. What do you do with that one? It if just you don't pay sits for there. It, just in case. Yeah, if I How use did you get a third one if you're only paying for two? So, I had the third one. It's actually in my second one. 
for a long time. Mm -hmm. I called Waste Connections and bought a second bin, and they delivered a second bin for me. How much is a bin? So it's a rental of a dollar eighty-five a month, and three dollars per pickup. Or if I call them and tell them that I want the second one to be on a uh, bi-weekly pickup, just like my other one is, mm -hmm. um, because they can only do bi-weekly in my neighborhood, right. um, then it'll only be four dollars and twenty-five cents. Cool. So I'm gonna need to call them and tell them that because I've had it for a month now and I've used it every time. Ten. Yeah, I just need to call. You should them. have a biomass generator. Just by burning that and like generating your electricity. Should be doing something. Um, so I did that. Um, I am clear now until next week because they don't pick up till next week. So now I have no yard to rebins, and uh, they're full. So that's good to go. Um, other than that, I did a PC repair for somebody over the weekend, and uh, what was wrong with it? They installed fucking a shitload of like anti-malware and anti-virus programs and shit. That like froze up the whole entire fucking machine. If I can tell you one fucking thing, don't install a fucking virus protector. Microsoft Security Essentials Windows 10 is built in. It's called Windows Defender. Fucking A. Use the goddamn thing. Another thing, you don't need fucking anti-malware if you're not going to go to fucking porn sites. So you don't need fucking anti-malware anti -malware if you know what the fuck you're doing. Don't be a dumb shit. Number three. If you do get a malware, there's a fucking program out there. It's called Mal Malware Bytes. Fucking install it, run it, delete it. Also use CC Clean, or C Cleaner is what it's actually called, but I call it CC Clean. But it's called C Cleaner, fucking install it, run it, delete the shit. I know somebody who Uninstall has, it. has those two programs on a thumb drive, and when he visits his parents on Thanksgiving or whatever... He just plugs it in... And runs them, yeah. Sweeps them. That's what he does. Yeah. Then he doesn't have to deal with it like on a Thursday when the computer starts randomly crashing. Yeah. He just, he just does that like a routine. The fucking maintenance. computer like wouldn't run, wouldn't update, nothing. Just like oh that's my god. That's the only he does updates for. Him. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I did this week, guys. Oh, and I went to lunch with my uncle. Got grabbed a couple beers on Sunday. That was pretty fun. That's cool. So yep. So. All right. Ready for some books. Ready right, for some books? All right. So my first book is called. We don't do video games. We just do books. Um, Infernal Games. Well, you're not going to hear this many books like the rest of the year. Like I'll, I might tell you what I'm reading, but you're going to hear like one, maybe every two episodes, four episodes, or even ten episodes. So Infernal Games is book four of the Templar Chronicles, um, and in this series, the Templars are like this elite military unit, but they're also like a priestly order. They fight, like, all of the demons and... So it's like Dragon Age Inquisition. Kind of, but okay. instead in modern time, and they have, like, SWAT, like, SWAT oh, vests and stuff. It's cool. Okay. Um, so that was that. Um, next was Armada. It's one that you might actually like. Hmm. It's um, the story of this guy, Zach like Lightman. Um, he is, like, this gamer, and he's really good at this one game. He's, like, the number six in the world. And How'd you find my secret identity? Turn, and then one day he's looking out the window at school and he sees one of the um, spaceships from his game like flying through the crowds oh that's weird and he trips out and then other things happen turns out um, these games have been playing have been simulators for an actual global or galactic conflict that's going on and they're, huh. they're recruiting tools so um, the spaceship comes down and says hey Zach we need you takes him to this academy trains him on the dude I had this happen to me when I was in high school too yeah. just happened to be some bad fucking mushrooms out in the backfield well, this probably is a little better. Okay. But you might actually like that book. Yeah. 
Uh, Parable of the Sower is... Um, hmm. I'm just going to read the the mm-hmm. script for this one. It's, when unattended environmental and economic crises lead to social chaos, not even a gated community is safe. In night of a fire and death, Lauren Alumina, a minister's young daughter, loses her family and home and ventures out in the unprotected American landscape. So basically, it's like set in the near future and society goes to crap. There's like just people living in abject poverty. There's raiders, um, hardly any law. And there's this gated community is like doing okay. And then one night, their wall gets breached and everything burns down. And so they have to go like try to find somewhere else safe. So it's kind of like um, what might happen in a couple more years down this administration. Um, the next book was actually one of the only paper books. Um, that I brought, which was uh, Darksiders, The Abomination Vault. That mm-hmm. was uh, my Christmas present from Q, so thank you, Q. And it is a story um, in the Darksiders universe before the games happen, um, mainly featuring death, but also a little bit of war, um, the two horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And um, really good story about this thing called The Abomination Vault. Where there's this so you finished it? I did, yeah. Nice. And it's like all these uh, weapons that were crafted. Like in You told. brought this with you to Mexico? It was the only book actual physical book I brought with me. You know it would been really funny? Mm-hmm. If this book would have happened to die somehow in Mexico. What do you mean? It's the abomination of death and war. You would have had to cause a war in Mexico. Yeah, that would have just like your book. Um, so actually, the like the book was really good and it made huh. me want to play the game again, which as you'll see in the next segment, I did. Um, but the last book really quickly is called uh, The Rhesus Chart. And this is another... The racist chart. Rhesus. Oh, the Rhesus. Rhesus like, like Rhesus, Rhesus pieces? Mon- like Rhesus monkey. It's spelled different than Rhesus. Not Rhesus. Rhesus. It's R- R-H-E-S-U-S. It's book five in the Laundry Files, which is kind of like the Templars in a way, but it's set in um, London. Um, it's a secret organization... In the London or the English um, government that is responsible for dealing with occult threats, um, but this is more like the Cthulhu, the Lovecraftian threats, like things from another dimension. Um, in this universe, like um, math is like a summoning hmm. gate, and with the advent of processors and mobile phones, like mathematic combinations yeah. are, are happening all the time that weaken. The, the gap between universes. Weird. It's pretty so cool. So the smarter the math and the more complex the math. Right, so people are accidentally unlocking portals to, like, demon dimensions, like, all the time. And the laundry. Well, if I was around, that would never happen, so don't worry about it. It's pretty cool. It's, like, part bureaucracy, because, like, it's hard to describe. It's a little bit James Bond, a little bit... Um, a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, it's good stuff. But enough of books. You guys came here for games, um, so I'm going to go down what I played this week um, a little bit faster than normal. Day of the Tentacle was on my PS Vita. Um, had a little bit of issue with that when I didn't have Wi-Fi. Like, the game would like try to find Wi-Fi to huh. and it would just lock up. Yeah. It was really annoying. I also played 1979 Revolution Black Friday, which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. It was the one that was... Um, it was a mobile game. Yep. I played that on my phone. It was about two hours long. I played Hyrule Warriors 3DS for the last time. I do not like that game. Good. Good man. Um, so if you want to borrow it, or I don't know what I'm doing with it. Okay. And then, like I said, I was um, after reading that Darksiders book, I've been playing today uh, Darksiders, the first one again. Nice. That's a good game. Um, PS4? Uh, no. I actually got the War Master on PC. So, yeah. 
That's what I've been playing. What nice. Have you, what have you been playing? So, I haven't had a whole ton of time to play video games this week, but I did play uh, this game called Ninja. Okay. Um, so, basically, you tap it and you try to jump over obstacles. It's just like I'm a, kind a of surprised runner. that they were able to, to grab the rights to Ninja. Ninja. That's uh, it. Ninja. That's just sort of impressive. Ninja. So, um... Yeah, it's... Uh, so you tap to jump, is it Endless Runner, kind of? Or? Yeah, it's like a kind of sort of Endless Runner. Do you um, have Throwing Stars or any kind of offensive? Or? You know, I found another game like right after it, so I didn't really play that whole much of it. I played like, the tutorial and a little uh, bit of it. Like, It's a fun game, probably going to go back to it, uh, but I honestly kind of forgot I even played it until I pulled up my phone app and was like, oh, Ninja. Ninja. Right, Ninja. So I played a lot of this game called Fizz. Okay. So you start out in your garage. Okay. It's you and three other people, and you start your own brewery. Okay. And you have recipes. Mm-hmm. And you have mice that infect your fucking garage because you have a dirty garage. So you need a cat. No, no. You, you need my cat. You, you my tap, cat will no, murder all of your You your tap mice. the mice. You want mice to come to your garage because you tap the mice and they drop coins and recipe clues. What kind of bullshit mice are those? So they drop recipes. It's like recipe twenty three no. part A, and you tap another one. It's like recipe part ninety seven. I would have an award winning brewery based on all the mice that my cat leaves on my doorstep. I would have like so many gold coins. Yeah. Lines. See, that's bullshit. So um, the game's kind of cool. It's fun. Um, I play for like ten minutes or fifteen minutes before I go to bed every night, and uh, brew some beers. Um, would you say it's sort of like game dev story? As far as format? It really is, yeah. So It's not by the same Kairosoft? No, it's not. Um, The weeks go by pretty quick, which means months go by really quick. Do you get to name your own brews? No. Oh, that'd be boring. Get to name your own brewery. Okay, but Um, not the the brews. Not the brews itself. It's named off of the recipe. So there's like intoxicating IPA and stuff That's like the that. thing is I would want to be able to swap the intoxicating part with something you came up with. Yeah, exactly. No, you can't do that. Bummer. I mean, there are ways to guess at a recipe, mm-hmm. but you can't just make any BS recipe. So you can't just put like, oh, I want to take Cascadia hops and a... Does it have actual like Cascadia hops, like actual hops in it, or do they make up weird names? Um... Something along the lines of Cascadia, if it's not Cascadia. Something close. Yeah, right? something close. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, and then, other than that, I've been playing Project Cars. Uh-huh. Um, Keep talking about this. Like, I should maybe check it out. So, it's kind of cool. So, like, it has, like... Okay, it basically has all the true car racing um, circuits, besides okay. NASCAR. So, basically, all the European true, like, actually hard... You know, cars, not just take a left turn, another left turn. Yeah, not the redneck crack a beer and sit back and watch somebody go in a circle. Um, you got to keep it simple for us simple folk. It's true. So you get to pick out what level you start at. You you create a character, you, you know, a driver. You, oh, uh, you love that career mode. Yeah, and uh, you just pick wherever the hell you want to start. And you pick a sponsor, mm-hmm. and the better you do, obviously, you get more sponsor opportunities. Um so I started at the very bottom, which is basically go-karts, and work your way up. So I'm like in the uh, cart circuit right now. I'm just like, <laughs> 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 so, Yeah, exactly. Um, 
except for like way faster because like the road I mean even the tracks are like up and down and like left and right and there's like one drop on this one corner that was like down into the right and I tried to do it and I went down and apparently my gr- wheels gripped a little bit to the left and went down into the rollover <laughs> so nice. yeah um there's a lot of cool things about this game. I turned it in more to an arcade where it's not as not as uh, realistic. Yeah, neither you or I play. Um, like, but like you can turn this on the fucking like uber realistic mode if you want. Um, so like this is a game where there's legitimate circles out there, communities out there that hold like their own like pro tours and stuff like that, where you have to like be at a certain rank in the world to be part of these like races because of the authenticity. Like, people, like, set up, like, joysticks or, like, clutches and gas pedals and brakes and everything and uh, shifters and steering wheels, and they'll, like, go to town on this game. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not one of those. Yeah. I I couldn't quite see. Although, having all that, you know, laid out on the dash. It'd be kind of cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe convert that tractor um, dashboard. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, You should. uh, I want to see what it looks like sometime. Yeah, we'll load it up. Okay. So, that's what I've been playing this week. So, heading on over to Tech Talk. So, I'm going to keep it brief, but we've been talking a lot, of, or I've been talking a lot about, yeah, you've been talking a lot. about books yeah. um, and reading. Um, and I would have wanted to haul five books with me. Um, I only had one paperback book because it was a physical gift from someone. Um, this is how I read. This is my Kindle White or Kindle Paperwhite. You want to hold it up? I've got um, a special case for it that wakes it up and puts it to sleep when you close it. Um, but this is a pretty impressive. I've never actually even held one of these. This, this is, I cool. think, the third or fourth generation of Kindle, and it's pretty amazing. Um, it has a built-in light, which is cool. Um, so hmm. you can actually read it in darkness, which is nice. Before you had to have an external. But light. this is only a book, right? Um, there's an experimental web browser on it. Okay. Um, there are some other functions. I think there's some basic games you can play on it. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure what operating system this one works on. The color ones are Android devices, but I don't think this is Android. Um, but really quick, um, some specs on this. Sorry, I put you back on the right page. Oh, it, it keeps track of it for me. That's the cool not thing about... Go forward. But, like, say I had two Kindles, one that I left at work yeah. and one that I kept home. You can resync them. If you're if they're both hooked up to Wi-Fi, they will automatically sync themselves. That's pretty cool. I love that. Um, I was trying to get some specs for you really quick, though. So, I'm not seeing it right now, but when I read it before, um, you could... This is very low power. Mm-hmm. So, when you see an image on the screen... Yeah. It's only projecting that image once. Hmm. Unlike a TV monitor where the pixels are refreshing like every... Yeah, 120 seconds. Milliseconds. Milliseconds, yeah. One time it stays, so that's a lot less power. Huh. Um, I don't know how that works exactly, but that's how it's different. It's a different kind of diode than a normal TV screen. That's really weird. But it means a lot less power. So this can... I don't charge this very often. Maybe every month or two. They say you can theoretically run it for eight eight weeks, hmm. but it's a lot less power consumption than any of my electronic devices. Now, how much does something like that cost? 
Um, this particular one, when I bought it, was about 85 I think. Oh, shit, that's not bad. Um, you can also buy versions that have ads. When you open it up, there's one yeah. ad. It's not that bad, though, because they cut the price pretty dramatically. Really? And it's just um, the ads aren't super intrusive. They, you, you see it when you open it, and then it yeah. goes away. Um, so if, you, if that's a budget concern for you, that's an option. Um, the other thing, other than the battery life I was going to mention, is how much storage. It's about 2 gigs on here. I think it's about a one and three quarters usable by the yeah the after the OS, but that's about eleven hundred books. That's a lot of freaking books. That's not coming with me on vacation, but I could theoretically bring a whole library with me on this little tiny package. Yeah, you bring the whole New York State Library with you. Yeah, so uh, really handy device. Yeah, I, I use it not as much as I'd like to. Like I told you, yeah, on this one vacation, I read more than all of two thousand sixteen. But the Kindle Paperwhite's a pretty cool piece of tech, and there's been other ones out there like the Nook for Barnes and Noble yeah. but nobody's done it um, as mm-hmm. good as Amazon like not even close so there you go Kindle Paperwhite awesome sounds good well guys we're going to go ahead and take a break really quick and we'll be right back with some uh, more books s- more books and special tasty treats yes And we are back. We're actually going to have to grab another break really quick to grab some tasty treats. But we wanted to do books really quick. So we have The Legend of Zelda Arts and Artifacts. Now this is the uh, spiritual successor to... Were you expecting it to be this thick? Um, no. I was surprised how thick it was. Because the other one that you're about to pull out is like maybe a third as thick. Maybe a half, but I'm going to say almost a third. Um, it's got the same font and everything, so it'll look nice next to each other. The Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia was but the let's original. Go this way so you can see the thickness difference. You can see that. This is the new one. This is the old one. So I've got the standard edition here. So we'll open that first. Um, it's nice brown. It, it's not leather, but it has that look. Straight is not leather. Nope. I gotta find room for all this crap too. That's your problem. You know, what uh, takes up less space. No packaging. It's very true, except for there's not a whole right, lot. So of there is some beautiful full color illustrations in this. Like we're not gonna flip through the whole book, obviously. But um, really high quality glossy paper. Lots of cool illustrations. You just had to open up the Twilight Princess one. Huh? It's a cool illustration, whatever. Um, just all sorts of cool stuff. Like they're showing like the items, a lot of character designs. Got that awesome new book smell. Um, very smell much. I'm not seeing a lot of text so far. It's like a lot of illustrations. Huh. Like I haven't seen text yet. I haven't honestly. seen t- text at all. So that's cool. This is basically then. That's actually literally cool. an arts. But there are some amazing pictures here, like early stuff, like the original Legend of Zelda. Like original sketches. Looks really cool. I don't know if this is a cartoon at some point or. Yeah, that'd be the uh, original. I'm actually surprised Zelda how cartoon. little text there is. It's kind of amazing. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to go through this later. It looks really cool. Awesome, guys. Well, and as always, I bought the collector's edition. So. My cover looks a little bit different. It's the Master Sword with the sheath. I'm going to go ahead and crack this. Oh, mine also has gold 
side pages. Shut up, Tim. You have to be really careful. The slipcase is what makes this version cool, as you'll see in a second. Yours came in a, a second box as well. Mine was just thrown right. Oh, really? Mine was just thrown into an Amazon box. Yeah, mine was thrown into an Amazon box. But you had a prote another protective box around it. Yes. Which makes sense for how much this cost. Yeah, mine was a bit more than Tim's. But mine has writing on the back. What about yours? Pretty sure mine does too. Yeah, it's yeah. the same writing. Alright, guys. So, the main difference between mine is mine purple. Well, and it's got a slipcase. And, and it's got a slipcase. So I would put it down in front of the camera and then pull the slipcase off. Do you need help? I don't think so. Oh. I need to go this way with it, maybe? I guess we can unsheath it the wrong way. sword comes out of the sheath. That's pretty cool. It's heavy. Yeah, it's really heavy. I don't know what the hell this is on the back. Is this part of the book? It's kind of. It's like the back cover for mine, but it looks... You have the option to... Oh, the goes, option to take it off if I want. me, I probably would, but I don't know how collector freaky I'm going to leave it on. For sure. So, guys, I have a master sword embossed. It's actually raised... And you actually feel all the bumps. That's kind of cool. So like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a velvet feel to the front, isn't? It? Is that what you say that or like? A, it's very smooth. I don't yeah. know if it goes so far as velvet, but it's very smooth. So I have gold um, pages. Um, mine apparently has more pages, I think, in it, right? I don't know. I didn't look too close. Did you have that one? Let's, let's confirm pages really quick, Tim. Oh my god, this is gonna take forever. You have a master? I have that one. Okay. I have that one. I have that one. Yes. 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 Let's go to the end. Let's okay. Maybe at the end, if it's different. Four nineteen. Four nineteen. Yep. Yep. I think it's the same. I think it might be the same. Unless I think it's. A, oh wait, nope. It's Breath of the Wild strategy guide that I'm getting that has extra artwork and uh, stuff inside of it. Good. So, guys. Um, that is... Oh, I love this! Okay, you got to put it away, though. Like, the, the illustrations are amazing, but we have to look at this later. Like, we've already been talking about books for, like, 20 years on this podcast. So, I also have Triforces up at the top left and right, bottom left and bottom right. No. But I, I also don't have the cool big Triforce in the center, so... Yeah, you got the fucking Master Sword instead. Quit your whining. I mean, I was just saying, trying to be nice. Whatever. The cover is really cool. I don't know if it's another $70 cool, but it's definitely cool. I think that's backwards, sir. It is backwards, sir. She threw short correctly. Yeah, that's what she said. All right, guys. We're going to be right back. So go listen to uh, something cool that I don't know what the hell I'm going to put in yet. Something awesome. Something awesome. And we'll be right back with some tasty treats as I try to sheet my Before sword. Before you do that, should I point out that you don't have this in it? This is why you guys want to throw this away. It's no, just—it's just got the UPC in the description on it. It's fine. Can you stick it in there. Whatever. 
You're gonna hate it. Like putting it in every time. You probably won't go in every time, Tim. I would throw it away, man. Yeah, well, I probably will eventually. If there's not like anything that cool on it. He says Zelda. So if I got something out of your garbage can and wrote Zelda on it, would you never throw it away? Is it Nintendo licensed? I'll draw it. I'll draw the Nintendo Gold Seal quality on the, on the banana peel. <laughs> right, well, Zelda. if it's a banana peel, I'll keep it because I'm like Donkey Kong, then. <laughs> You're hopeless. There's a whole bunch of podcasts out there. You're not getting to listen to all of them. Join me, your Uncle Blake, and let me be your podcast Sherpa with the Earwash Show. I'll present a different podcast on each episode for your consideration. If you decide you like it, hey, give it a download. If not, well, I'll try again on the next episode. Besides my favorites and Apple's top picks, I want to hear what your favorites are so we can share them with the rest of the world. So send your favorites to earwashshow at gmail.com. Again, that's earwashshow at gmail.com. And let's get the good word out. All right, guys, so we are back, Tasty Treats in Hand, and uh, we had an awesome listener back from the East send us some awesome Tasty Treats. Um, Stuff we can't get around here. Exactly. Michael, I was trying to think, uh, from uh, ASAPodcasting.com, um, sent these over to us, and he's actually from, I was trying to get the actual name of the city. Trying to get like a generalized location of where these are out of, you know. Um, sorry. You put it right behind the camera. Yeah, I put it right behind the camera, guys. Uh, New Jersey. That's what I was thinking. So um, the first one we're gonna be trying today, which actually he sent us a generous amount of these. Yeah. So we're gonna have a couple podcasts with New Jersey style beers on. Very cool. This one is called the Raging Bitch. By Flying Dog. It's a Belgian-style IPA. So, usually Tim and I split a big beer, but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be splitting two smaller ones from New Jersey, guys. So, we're going to go ahead and crack this. Hopefully this bitch don't fly away. So, I wonder where they get their hops for. It may or may not say they don't always tap. I mean, I know our Cascadia hops are kind of worldwide renowned. It's true. I guess it could be coming from... Hops can get shipped anywhere. We grow pretty good hops in our region, but there's other places you can get hops, too. Head to malts in the water. A lot of a beer's character will come from the water. Oh no! The raging bitch got on my mat. All right, you ready? Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much, Michael. I hit my nose before I tasted it. Like, oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That bitch is good. She might be a raging bitch on the outside, but she's a softie on the inside. Exactly. Uh, this is eight point three alcohol by volume, guys. That's pretty strong. Um, like I said, from Flying Dog Brewing. Stick your nose in there for a second. It's really strong. Mm-hmm. It's really strong. I was trying to see if it actually said which hops. It came. For, it actually comes from uh, FX Matt Brewing Company. Cool. Out of Utica, New York. Utica. I don't Utica. I don't know. Utica? We're probably saying Utica. Utica? Sure. Utica me off. 
He's laughing at us now. He probably is. Sorry, Michael. Continue on, guys. You ready to kick it? Yeah, let's kick it. Tim, kick us off. All right, so I bring you a game called Sunless Skies. It is the spiritual Wouldn't sequel. Wouldn't that be like nighttime? Like moon skies? Um, it's a, a sequel. I don't know if it's a spiritual or a direct sequel to a game called um, Sunless Sea. And um, again, wouldn't that just be called like Moon Sea? It's not a bad title, but no, it's not. So I'm gonna let you let you uh, hear from the developers what the game's all about. Summer Skies is a game of exploration and survival, set in a sort of Victorian nightmare vision of outer space. If you take the can-do opportunism of the Victorians without having to bother with inconveniences like gravity, then I think they would be terrifying. I think they would create an incredible empire. Writing Sunless Skies has been very exciting. One of the big questions of the games is, when you're out there uh, in the dark, who are you? Are you willing to do something awful if it gives you great power? Or will you pass up opportunity in order to maintain the manners and the customs that made you who you are? We've always been good at narrative and it's something we've been confident and strong with and we've learned from our previous games and we've just pushed the gameplay and made it something that can match our storytelling. This isn't a void of emptiness that's dominated by cold physics and mathematics. This is a busy, fecund environment that's full of life, full of danger. Uh, it's an environment that fights back when you try and conquer it. We're taking what we did well in Sun the Sea and trying to make it better in Sun the Skies. We're also trying to remove areas of frustration in the original um, game. So Sunless Sea, you die a lot, um, that's part of the fun. And that's great, but the downside of that is you often find yourself repeating early game content quite a lot. Um, so Sunless Skies is trying to think about how we can keep up the levels of risk, but you don't find yourself trawling through the same content over and over again. When you die, you don't only inherit the worldly possessions of your previous captain and you start a new one, uh, the choices that they've made and the impact they've had on their world persists after their death. You're going to be continuing their legacy and trying to fix the mistakes that they made. Part of the reason that a Kickstarter is so important for us is that we get to speak to you very early on. We want to have your input so we can make the game that you want to make as much as the game that we want to make. Part of the success that we found with Sunless Sea was because we did a Kickstarter and the experience of developing using Kickstarter and open development in early access on Steam was amazing. We really enjoyed working with the community on the game and it became essential to how we make games. Our backers are so important to us and if you are only able to back to a dollar, we appreciate it so much. All we want is your input and your faith at this time to prove to us that we have come up with the right idea in this game, Sunless Skies. If this Kickstarter succeeds, this is an incredible opportunity for us to explore a Horizon of the Fallen London universe that we've only ever been able to hint at. And now players are going to be able to go there for themselves and explore new mysteries, new stories, uh, new places that we've never been able to touch on before. Still pretty positive this should just be called Moonski. 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 Moonski, goddamn. No, I like Moonski better. Moonski. Dude, you would jump, jump on the moon, you go flying for like two miles. Yeah, see? Woo! <laughs> okay. 
It's not coming up. It's all out of order in my phone. That's what she said. You can edit this part, right? Yeah, I can. But you won't, because you're a dick. Hey, Tim, uh, really quick? Yeah. Hey, so uh, jumping back up to the top of the show, before you continue on with the Moonski, I got a couple questions for you. I got a couple questions for you. Hold on. When are you going to get your old man walker? Shut up. No, no, Tim. When are you talking about this, man? My daughter's making fun of me for being old. Like, hearing problems, my feet are swollen, my back always hurts. She's like, call me old man, tell me I need a walker. I'm like, I got one good foot, I can still kick your ass. I was told that you hurt your foot by telling the young whippersnappers to get off my lawn and trying to kick them, but you hurt your foot. I don't know, which is a better story, me kicking a bunch of brats in the ass or dropping a 45-pound weight on it. Which is, a, which is a better story. I'm not really sure. It depends on who's listening to the podcast. All right. Do you want to hear about the backing levels? I do want to hear about Moonski. It's Sunless Skies. Okay, okay, so Moon Skies. Whatever. So you can do the Scout Pack, which is 15 pounds or about 19 U.S. Okay. Um, they give you uh, Sunless Skies for Steam or good old games, plus a Kickstarter-exclusive Scout for your vessel, a Cyclopean Owl. This magnificent monocular strigiform will fly out and alert you to threats and discoveries beyond your sight. The owl has equivalent abilities to the game's starting scout, but it has a unique model and icon and will not be for general sale. So you basically get a, a widget in the game that's got a different skin than will come with a standard edition and the game. That's cool. Um, that's May 2018, so be aware that if you back this, you're not going to see this game for over a year. Um, there's other packs with, like, um, soundtracks and wallpapers and other things. I'm just scroll to the top level, as we always do, um, which is a ways down. Still down. Um, so, for 2,500 pounds, or 3,128 U.S., create a port with us. Most generous patron, you will receive every single other reward on this list, all of them, and... Work with the Fail Better team to design a unique location in the game with its own history narrative. This can bear your name if you like. For example, plug and play port. Um, you also so it includes three Sunless Skies on Steam or Gold Games, three times exclusive Cyclopean Owl Scout for your vessel, exclusive obviously delicious rabbit mascot for your vessel, credited in game digital lore book, digital soundtrack, Sunless Skies Murgatroyd's Thermal Skysuits t shirt. Sunless Skies Star Chart Print, name a geographical feature, a corresponding sigil, become become a non-player character in Sunless Skies, and design design a unique location in Sunless Skies. Dude, you could just buy that and make everything plug and play. Be like, design a landscape Here's feature thing, and be like though. a plug and play logo. All three have already been bought. Oh, so wow, that's kind of wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was bought by the development the first, team. They the, were like, we did not mm, fucking work with nobody. Well, going back up to how much they're asking, they're asking for, uh, they got nine days to go, so when you hear this podcast, if you're interested in this game, you need to get right on it, because you've got like two days, or four, or whatever. Um, they were asking for the U.S. equivalent of $124,000. They are already backed with 8,510 8, backers. They have $356,187. Jesus. That's more than double. That's insane. So, people apparently like the first one enough to back this one pretty heavily. That's Sunless Skies. What do you got? Moon Skies. Yeah, Moonski. Moonski. All right, guys. I have Luminade. Luminade 
It's kind of like lemonade. It's kind of like lemonade, but they're helping people, asshole. Yeah. yeah. I know you're all about that. I'm all about that. I know you're all about helping All about those. that help. About that help. No trouble. Inflatable lantern and phone charger, two in one. Now, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it, but let me tell you this right now. This is their second Kickstarter. They've already... First one was highly successful. Yep. And it's always good when you changed see somebody... the world. Yep. The world. The world. As some people know. We're going to let them talk about it, though. Okay. Okay. Light is a transformative tool that unites us in our search for utility, discovery, and comfort. We founded Luminate in response to this basic human need. It started as a search to bring safe light to places that need it most and has expanded into a mission to unlock the potential of places where traditional energy sources may not be an option. We also quickly saw that in addition to lighting, there is an undeniable need for off-grid power. With over 8 billion mobile phones in the world, which is more than the number of people, we wanted to develop a high-performing lantern and phone charger that could help people connect, communicate, and have access to light when there's no other option. This is why we're so excited to announce our new innovation. The Luminate Packlight Max Phone Charger is a powerful, ultra-bright lantern and phone charger that packs down to less than one inch thick, making it easy to hook to your backpack or store in your go bag in case of an emergency. And at just eight and a half ounces, it's lighter than a paperback book and about the same size. It inflates into a full-size lantern that has five brightness settings and outputs over 150 lumens of bright LED light. With the built-in high-efficiency solar panel, you can recharge it in 12 to 14 hours, or if you're in a rush, the micro USB input port allows for quick charging in just one to two hours. The Lantern doubles as a phone charger and backup battery source. It has a five volt, 2.4 amp USB output port that recharges your phone or portable device at the same speed as a wall outlet. Designed for high durability in post-disaster situations and outdoor adventures, the Packlight Max phone charger stands up to the test wherever innovative energy is needed and is completely waterproof and floats. Whether it's on the trail, in remote destinations, or even your own backyard, this product is designed to be your go-to light source. Back in 2010, shortly following the aftermath of the Haiti earthquake, Andrea and I set to work to develop a smart and simple lighting solution. We invented solar inflatable lanterns that are waterproof, rechargeable, and pack flat to meet the distribution needs of an emergency. With the support of the crowdfunding community five years ago, we launched Luminate. We quickly discovered that the need for our lighting technology goes beyond disasters. Backpackers, campers, and adventurers were looking for a versatile, lightweight solar lantern that wouldn't weigh down their packs. Over the years, we've worked closely with both our charitable partners and our outdoor adventure customers to develop our technology so that the products we create are useful, durable, and versatile for both humanitarian aid and off-grid adventuring. 
Luminate started with a crowdfunding campaign, and your support has made all the difference. Through our Give Light, Get Light campaign, together with our customers, we've brightened the lives of families after the Nepal earthquakes, we've aided Syrian refugees in crisis, and we've distributed our lights to projects in more than 60 countries where people and communities lack stable and dependable access to electricity. The ability to connect and communicate is a growing need in our world, and portable power can help satisfy this need. Your support is about our shared mission to create safe and responsible tools for a better world. Our collaboration with our supporters has literally helped us light up the lives of thousands of people worldwide. Thank you. So as you guys just heard, guys, it's an inflatable LED night, not night, like, I What I love about this is, like, back in, like, I don't know, when we were, like, in grade school, that would have been, like, a hilarious joke. Like, I'll sell you a solar-powered lantern. Yeah, right, that's stupid. How'd that work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds, like, ridiculous. It sounds completely ridiculous. Something that like, produces light that requires light in order to... Yeah, know, it... Like, I can trap the sun in this thing and make it light up, and you're like, no fucking way. You're a liar. It, it sounds like something. And I'll charge my cell phone. What the fuck's this cell phone, dumbass? Don't, don't worry about it. So, uh, they're looking for $15,000, guys. I think, as long as, I mean, I'm pretty bad with numbers, but I'm pretty sure this is $119,868 mm-hmm. pledged. Yeah. With 1,780 backers with 12 days ago. So, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. It's it, happen. it might happen. It's. Look, it's it could up. happen. Sign say yes. Sign say yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more like the uh, like a Family Feud. Oh god. But uh, anyways, whatever, guys. So for thirty five dollars, you guys can get back into that. There is two hundred thirty of those left. Um, out of two hundred fifty, you get to the uh, second run of them. It should be able to ship in May of two thousand seventeen, is what they're saying. $75 gets you one, but you also give one, so you will receive one in April, um, and they will be sending one to a refugee family in need. $100 gets you two because you're a filthy rich person and gives only one because you're an asshole. But we might back it at that. For 135 you get four. Wait, That's what? all for you. Right. That's all for you, though. So for a hundred dollars, it's not as good a deal for you, but, but you're doing something good. But all for you, one hundred thirty-five dollars. It's probably priced a little bit more because, in addition to manufacturing them, they've got to get it to whatever awful place in the world needs them. Gotcha. And yep, that's, that's a very significant true. cost. So we're jumping down to some of the lower or higher level. Well, these are all gone levels, never mind. Highest level, $1,500 custom print, 50 phone charger lanterns. If we were filthy rich, that's what we would do. Official Put pl- your logo on the lights, whether it's for a company retreat, family reunion, or just for fun. You know, probably we'd be passing these out at Paxville. Oh my gosh, that'd be so freaking awesome. We'll print your... One color logo on 50 of our... Green. Green's green, green all we need. Green's all we need. 
our brand new Packlight phone charger lantern save $600. When the campaign ends, we'll follow up for your artwork. We'll send you proof approval. And before we go to print, these Packlight Max phone chargers will be available in August 2017. Um, $750, you can get 20 of them. $50 for $550. You're bad. Wait, why is it? I don't know. Because it's custom printed. But that the that one's custom print too. It is? Yeah. Put okay. your logo and lights on whether it's safe. One I'm confused then. Can't pay and Okay, doing that. That's pack weird. light 16 white compact light or fun pack light spectra. Campaign and... Oh, uh, those are just solar lanterns. Those aren't the... Oh, this is that, solar lanterns. That's their old model. Gotcha. Still pretty popular packs. I mean, it's a lot cheaper. Yep. Global giver package. Get one of the Packlight Max phone charger for yourself. Send one box of 50 Packlight 16s to Syrian refugees. So you're back in that one, right? I mean, it's only $450. Yeah. How many are backed at that level? Eight. Nice. Well, congratulations. 42 left. Congratulations to you eight people. I'm proud of you. Yep, exactly, guys. So um, there are five settings. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Turbo, which is 150 looms. Um, it'll run for about three to five hours. You can go on high, which is 75 looms. Six to eight hours. Medium, 18 looms. 16 to 18 hours. Low, you can get uh, 15 looms at 44 to 50 hours, or flashing at 15 looms to 60 to 72 hours. Um, so yeah, it's waterproof, like they said. Um, it uh, can charge a smartphone from 75 to 100%, a tablet from 15 to 30. You can charge a camera one to two times, and a headlamp one to two times. So... It's a 2,000 uh, battery, uh, mah battery pack, basically. Which is pretty small, but um, to keep it lightweight, you kind of have to. Exactly. So, um, awesome. Chicago uh, Tribune, Forbes, Today, Backpacker, CNN, History Channel, Insider, um, Business Insider, just to name a few, are talking about it. And, uh, yeah, it's been on Shark Tank, so you know it's successful. Well, I wonder if they, well, they obviously didn't pick it up, but whatever. I mean, unless this is part of the shark's plan, but yeah. Could be. Very true. But it looks like a really cool device. It's really cool. If it was um, in the store, I would probably be like, huh, hmm, I need to buy that. I mean, we might need to buy this, Tim. We might. I mean, this might be kind of helpful when I was like, hunting if I get stuck out in the woods. Do you spend a lot of time in your tent? It's not, it's not like a flashlight. It's something like an area light. That's very true. But I do like the rechargeability part of it for like a, a go bag. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So, guys, that's it. This week's Kickstarter. Um, you ready for some game industry news or events, or should we chug these really quick and then run over to our next beer? Um, let's take a little personal break right here, and then we'll pick up with the news in just a second. Okay. Dead babies in hand. Wait, what? That's what we just did. 
Oh, well, they don't know what we did. Oh, that's true. So during the break, guys, we played a game called... It's like our fourth break. Yeah. This episode's full fucking breaks. We played Guts and Glory by Tiny Build Games. And, uh... I hate to tell you, the kid in the infancy just fucking died a shit ton. Yeah, um... But kids really... Jimmy. Jimmy died a lot. But Jimmy really liked Captain Crunch and French Toast. Yes, he did. So... To honor his memory, we're going to have some Matty Yunk um, Brewing Company's French Toast Crunch Porter. It's brewed with vanilla, cinnamon, and maple syrup. Um, It's brewed and packaged by Matty Yunk Brewing Company, Philadelphia. uh, 6% alcohol. Um... Yeah, it sounds like a really an actual tasty treat. Sounds good. And again, guys, just so you guys remember, Michael is from a Skyrimatic podcast. Uh, you guys can check them out at asapodcasting.com. Oh, I can smell that already. Smell good? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was kind enough to send us this, so we are going to be sending him some stuff as well that you can only get here, because we can't get um, weird beer, beer fact... We're not allowed to import certain breweries from other parts of the country. Um, New York, New Jersey, um, Georgia, and a few other up and around that area are not allowed to import into our area. So, without his help, some of these beers we would not be tasting. Uh, Yes. It smells really good. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. We don't need to do the rest of the podcast, right? We just... Nah, we're good, guys. We're just gonna... So, thanks this. for tuning in. Alright, I got some tech... Some, uh, gaming news for you, though. Alright, you go so, for it, man. You keep talking. Earlier this week, you might have seen some leaked uh, Nintendo Switch footage. Um, some, a... A user on the forum, um... NeoGAF recorded um, unboxing uh, Nintendo Switch and then going through the kind of the menus um, okay. without actually playing a game or anything. Well, it turns out that unit was stolen. It was it was stolen. Yes, and Nintendo calls it an isolated incident um, and said earlier this week individuals claimed to prematurely purchase a small number of Nintendo Switch systems from an unspecified retailer. Nintendo has determined these units were stolen. In an isolated incident by employees of a U.S. distributor, with GameStop one <laughs> doesn't say what. I would definitely say that's a likely possibility. Yeah. With one system being illegally resold, the individuals involved have been identified, terminated from their place of employment, and are under investigation by local law enforcement authorities on criminal charges. Holy shit! Nintendo Switch will be available worldwide in March. 3rd. Let's see if they switch their attitude on this one. <laughs> The NeoGAF poster who made the video says that he returned the console to Nintendo not knowing it was stolen. Whatever. But I guess he didn't get in trouble with the people that sold it to him did. So that's He's the- like, hey guys, so uh, I really like the console. You guys really want it back? He tried to sell it himself on Reddit and posted uh, pictures of it, which included um, the serial number, which is how Nintendo figured it all out. Kind of dumb. Uh, my next story bah, 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 bah. is about uh, Castlevania. So it's been a while since we've had a new Castlevania game. I think the last one was on 360. The last one I played was Super Nintendo. So, so you have played some Castlevania yeah. games. 
Yeah, I mean, a long time ago. Well, Castlevania's coming or 64, to a, Castlevania's coming to a new platform. Would you care to guess which platform? I would have to guess Hulu. Oh, you're kind of ruining the joke. It's coming to Netflix. Are you supposed to say, like, Xbox One or Nintendo Switch? Dick. <laughs> Castlevania's getting a Netflix animated series. Uh, Vampire-themed shows are a dime a dozen, but you might have a better-than-usual reason to care about this one. Producer Adi Shankar of Dread and the Grey Fame has revealed he's working on a Castlevania animated series for Netflix, first season due in 2017 and a second due the following year. Uh, Warren Ellis from uh, Red Graphic Novel and mm-hmm. his comic pr- imprints is writing, and Adventure Time uh, Kevin Cold is also involved. So there's no details on the plot or voice cast, um, but yeah, in sometime this year we'll have first season of Castlevania will Netflix. Netflix is doing a lot of original programming and. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, see what they can do with this. We'll see. A lot of their original program has actually been pretty good. It's very so, good. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. We got one last story. Steam kills the green light. Should um, that be Steam gives a red light to... To the green light? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Um, so they're going to be bringing in Steam Direct. Which is different as far as how it works. Yes. So you actually have to kind of buy into it as far as I understand. Yeah. Um, so, Steam Greenlight. They haven't was, decided yet on how much it is to buy in. They haven't. I've heard a lot of people jump throwing out the word five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which a, a is lot a lot for, for, for an indie, indie developer. developer. Um, so, Green Steam Greenlight was basically a program which you could submit a game to Steam if you didn't have a good reputation. Um, but then they'd have to try to get votes from users to. You'd have to get votes from users, and basically everything kind of eventually made it past the stream, the Steam green light, um, so and a lot of shit got put onto the so market. the light was always green was a problem. The light was always it yellow. Was red light. It was yellow, and sometimes it flickered, and the guy was colorblind, and was like, I think that's green, just go. So... Um, yeah, a lot of shitty games have been flooding Steam. A lot of shitty uh, crapware and other shit was flooding Steam. So, this is basically killing off that. Steam's trying to reinvent themselves with Steam Direct. Sorry, I've been working all day. I'm exhausted. Um, And this is a night show. So, the program is going to be encouraged game developers to win, or was encouraged to uh, game developers to win upvotes in their project. Um, The new one is going to be um, basically hold on I'm trying to figure this all out <laughs> Don't worry this is it. really fucking hard to explain what the hell is that I'm not really positive but I like it yeah okay so we're going to go with this so Steam's going to be put in a thing that you basically have to put up $5,000 for your first game, or maybe as low as $100 per game. We're not really sure yet. We're not really positive. Um, depending on the size of your company, it could possibly depend on the size of the money that you need to put up front. But basically, Steam will then, at that point, look at your game. If they like the game, put it on the market. And if it's good on the market, you should be able to make your money back. Okay. So that's the incentive. Um, we don't really know how it's all going to work quite No, yet. but there are some shady-ass companies I've heard of that actually do give game developers money 
for them on the side with a compensation. As long as they can make it on the Steam. Another thing I've heard of kicking around is games that are on Kickstarter will now accommodate this price into their overall price budget. Right. So, um, there's work away, there's work around, around it as long as you are a developer that's out there trying to get money before your titles are released. Mm-hmm. Um, and IO and Itch are platforms out there as well which are very indie focused that well, do if not. You're not if you're not sure a game is worth your money you can always check sites like thebuttonsmashers.com or plugandplaygamer.com and make sure that you're getting a good game instead of a piece of shit don't check out buttsmashers.com that's a different website we are the button smashers b-o-t-t-o-n-s-m-a-s-h sure we'll go with that Moving, moving on to game releases. No, nope. just don't go nope. to Butt Smashers. Everybody's gonna go to that now. Thanks. I mean, I maybe I should. Okay, you keep talking. I'm gonna check out see if I can buy ButtSmashers.com. <laughs> you do that. All right. Today, Tuesday, February twenty first, we got Halo Wars two, the PC and Xbox One. I kind of thought there already was a Halo Wars two, but nope, Halo Wars one. Well, obviously, but I I, I don't know. I didn't play the first one, so I didn't care. But I sort of thought there was a two already. Anyway, Berserk and the Band of the Hawk, PS4. And I think that's going to be reviewed on the ButtSmashers.com because I'm pretty sure I saw a live stream earlier. I don't think so. Chime Sharp for PS4. Night in the Woods for PS4. That's an indie that's gotten a lot of attention. Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Rune, uh, PSVR. That's kind of a, um, in between for Psychonauts 1 and 2. And it's only on VR. Um, Warhammer Quest is for PS4. East Origin is PS4. So, the next title, I have to apologize. <laughs> it's tempting. I already bought it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, the next game is either called Clouds and Sheep or Butts and Sheep. I'm not sure. Speaking of butts. I have a, an extension on my Chrome browser that changes all... Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all the word clouds cloud to butt to butt because for a while everyone was saying store it in the cloud oh and my cloud God. computing cloud serving cloud was this annoying buzzword <sighs> so I changed it to butts and it makes everything funny like you could store all your games in your butt <laughs> so this game is either called butts and sheep 2 or clouds and sheep 2 I'm not sure that's coming out for playstation 4 God. no I'm kind of curious uh, Malicious Fallen is also PlayStation 4. Mervels, a VR adventure. <laughs> Mervels. 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 Never heard of Mervels. It's like gerbils and crossed with, I don't know, something. PSVR. Typo Man PS4. Vaccine PS4. There's a lot of freaking PS4 games. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, a criminal past DLC, comes out for PC, PS4, Xbox One on Thursday, February 23rd. Also coming out that day is ACA Neo, Ger- Neo Geo Neo Turf Masters. PS4. Friday, February 24th, we've got Hollow Knight Beneath and Beyond for PC. Yeah! Warhammer 40k Deathwash, PS4. And finally, A Pixel Story for PS4. Those are your new releases this week. Um, probably Halo Wars 2 is the biggest one. And if you're an indie guy like me, probably Night in the Woods is your, your run-up. Alright, Zach, what else should our listeners know this week? You guys can check us out at Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show mm-hmm. 
Twitter and Instagram at Plug and Play Cast. Mm-hmm. You guys can always check us out at PlugandPlayGamer.com. Yep. The button smashers.com. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to. Wait, is there anything else? That's good. I mean, they can check us out our new URL. I just got it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, until then, we should. Prime and shine. <laughs>